Oh, well, good morning, everyone. Um, I wanted to start off with a story. When I was five years old, my family got a beautiful dog, a Norwegian elk hound, if you've ever seen that dog. They're, they're awesome. And uh, we creatively named ours Elky. Elky the elk hound. Now, I don't know why this happened. But one day when I was going out of the gate in the backyard, she shoved me out of the way, ran out into the street, and was struck by a car. And I'll never forget the piercing yelp. And I ran out to the street, and she was just getting up, and all four of her knees were running blood. And I said, oh, Elky. And I went up, and she gave this most, like, call of the wild snarl. And she snapped like she's going to bite me. And I backed up. And my dad came out in the street and he kind of yelled her into submission. And then she let him pick her up and take her to the vet. And she came home later that day. It was just the cuts on the knees. So they just bandaged those up. But I was devastated because my dog that I loved tried to bite me when I was trying to help her. And it just really hurt my little kindergarten heart. And my dad told me, he said, well, son, she was hurt. And she was scared. And that's what dogs do when they're hurt and scared. They snap and they they might bite. That really stuck with me. And actually, I think we're all a little bit like that. When we're hurt or we're scared, we might snap or we might try to bite someone who loves us and someone who's trying to care for us. So I've been in a, a fight now with some folks that I love for like four and a half years. And I am exhausted. And I am worn completely out. But I want to tell you this morning that I am free. And it didn't start this morning. It started when I first started studying this scripture that we're going to study together. And I'm free of it today. I don't carry the weight of it today. And I wanted to ask you, have you been in an argument or a debate with someone for a long time now? And are you exhausted? And are you tired? And have they moved an inch? Have you moved an inch? Are you ready to do something else? Are you ready to be free? If you're ready to be free, let's go into this scripture today. This scripture today has something to set you and I free. It's a call to lay down your arms and join the kingdom of God. Lay down your arms and join the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is talked about more by Jesus than just about anything. The kingdom of heaven, as it's referred to in the Old Testament, is scattered throughout. And it is described very often as an army, but not an army of people. It's described as an army of angels and demons locked together in a cosmic combat between good and evil. Now, humans are caught up in this but not as soldiers. Humans are not depicted as being in the fight part. Humans have a calling and they have a role. It's hostage rescue. The scriptures sees every person who's involved in this war, who's on the enemy's side, to have been been tricked or trapped or fooled into being there. You see, no one looks at the devil of the Bible and says, that's who I serve. Not even Satanists, not even devil worshipers. I I got to meet a couple in my time. And I tell you first thing, it's not the devil of the Bible. We have this other thing we call the devil, and that's what what we're doing. 
No one serves the devil of the Bible, as is written here. Everyone who does has been tracked, uh, sorry, trapped or tricked or deceived into doing that. The devil is our enemy in this cosmic battle of good and evil, but not the people he's ensnared. Those are prisoners, and God wants them brought back to him. Now, some of them don't know that they're prisoners, and they don't know that they've been deceived, and when you go for the rescue, they snap. They snarl and they bite. But God wants them back anyway. So if you're ready to join the mission we have been given, hostage rescue, here are our orders. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23. Again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, and patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape the devil's trap, for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. That's an easy passage to understand what it's asking us to do. It's easy to understand what it wants. It's hard to do. Especially hard if you're wired up like I am. Wired up to be a fighter. Wired up to be a defender. My counselor once told me, Garrett, you're a writer of wrongs. And I was like, yeah. And then I realized like, he didn't necessarily mean that was a compliment. You know, you're like a writer of wrongs. You're a, you're a crusader. You're driving everybody crazy trying to fix everybody and everything. Oh, 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 okay. Well, I've wasted four and a half years on one particular fight and more years on others. I've laid down my weapons and I'm free. At least on a couple fights. If you want to stop wasting your life and come lay down your weapons, then let's go into this scripture. This scripture today is for those who are ready to lay their weapons down. You see, God didn't call us to that fight. I went off and joined some guerrilla army that I thought was defending the truth. But it was just a random fight out in the woods that I picked. God never sent me on that battle. God had orders for hostage rescue. I didn't do that. Here's the orders for hostage rescue. No more ignorant arguments. No more quarreling. Let's learn from Jesus how to really share this faith. He knows best. It's faith in him. To be patient with difficult people, it says. Do you know what the the Greek phrase is underlying that? To be patient with difficult people. In the Greek it says, to bear evil without resentment. To bear their evil without resenting. When you go and they snap and they bite you to say, I know why you're doing that. You're hurt. You're afraid. You're deceived. I don't resent you for it. I had a guy tell me a couple months ago, yeah, I could never be a pastor. I can't take care of people's feelings and all that mealy mouth stuff. I just go in. I say, look, here's what the word says. You don't line up with it. Get straight. He's like, I can never be a pastor. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm not even sure the Lord could use you for any useful purpose. That method's just not what he calls us to anywhere I can find. It's a great set of orders if you just want to go out and shoot someone. 
It's not how hostage rescue is done. Winning using these methods that Jesus is giving us, it feels an awful lot like losing. This winning feels like losing. And it is. We learned it from him. This is what we learned from Jesus on the night in the upper room when his disciples were like, hey, this kingdom you're bringing, like if something happens to you, which of us is in charge? Who's going to take over? Who's going to run this thing? Who's going to keep the battle going? And Jesus goes, "Uh, you're going to do it like this. And he got down on his knees and he put a towel around his waist. He did a slave's job. He starts washing their feet. And they're all going, no, 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 no. You can't wash our feet. And he's like, if I can't wash your feet, then you have no place in my kingdom. If you're not going to do it like this, you're not part of me. We learned it from this Jesus who has stood trial, accused of crimes he did not commit and said nothing. Because what would be the point? They'd already decided. We learned this from Jesus who, while they were nailing him to the cross, said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's bearing evil without resentment. And that losing has changed the world. What has been more powerful than the cross? And God has vindicated the entire message when he raised Jesus from the dead. You realize this, right? When God raised Jesus from the dead, God's saying, yeah, all that act like a slave and wash each other's feet, that's true. That's me. Uh, that Don't defend yourself on trial when you're falsely accused. That's me. That's right. This pray for those who are persecuting you, even killing you. That's me. My name is God and I approve this message. Now rise from the tomb. And we'll rise from our tomb if we take up our cross and follow him with this losing that is winning. So how do we do this again? Verse 25, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Ow. So like there's nothing I can say that will change their mind. That's why I wasted four and a half years. You don't have the cleverness to change someone else's mind and change someone else's heart. Only God can do that. He calls you to represent Christ, to show love, to explain gently the truth, and then the power of the Holy Spirit comes and may change their mind. Uh, Other scholars who studied this passage said the same. Ben Witherington said, it's not a matter of forgiving them or changing their mind. Their repentance is brought by God, a work he must do. N.T. Wright, renowned expert on Paul, said we cannot help in God's work by using methods like getting angry in return that deny the very foundation of the gospel itself. He goes on and says, not getting into circular fights is not weakness, though those spoiling for a fight will tell you it is. It's wisdom. Not getting into these circular fights is not weakness. Although there are voices out there that want a fight and they'll tell you that it is and they have a slogan for you. You probably have a slogan rolling around in your head right now why you got to keep fighting even though it's going nowhere. But that's not weakness. That's the wisdom of God. That's the way of the cross. Think about your own repentance. Who talked you into following God? Who argued you to the mat and you said, I give up, I give up, I'll become a Christian. Or was it not a miracle of God revealed in your life by the Spirit in different circumstances? And yes, things people said all come together. 
This person you're fighting with is going to be the same for them. This message is not for everyone. Uh, Some of you haven't suffered long enough. You haven't wasted enough time yet. You still feel like the fight's worth it. The fight's going to work. I can't judge you. I've wasted four and a half years doing that. So keep at it, I suppose. Maybe you'll get something done I could not get done. But for those who are ready to lay down your weapons and join the mission God did give us, we have a great God. We have a great mission in this community. We have a great church and great brothers and sisters to do all of this with. And so again, I say, don't get involved in foolish arguments that only start fights. Are you ready to see lonely people loved? Are you ready to see confused people gain clarity? Are you ready to be out there on Longview Beach, seeing people baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? Me too. Let's do that. Let's do that this fall. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, and patient with difficult people, bearing evil without resentment. Let's get some good difficult questions back in this sanctuary. Sort through the scriptures and sort through the the real hard issues of life that we actually face every day. And let's, let's grow together. And follow your small group leaders. I just went to a meeting of small group leaders last week. Small group signups is next Sunday. Your small group leaders are ready to lead you into the scriptures this fall, into a prayer, into some great Christian books and practices. Follow them. Nobody wants to spend another fall sitting around in their living room hearing about the same old arguments and the same old debates. Follow your small group leaders on this new mission of the kingdom of God. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they'll come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they've been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. I hope as you came in, you you picked up a card and a pen. If not, when we go to the Lord's table, you can just run back there and grab one real real quick. And put the name of someone on that card that you're tired of the fight with. That you're ready to turn over to the Lord that he might change their heart. But you could have a gentleness toward them. Isn't that the ultimate being set free? That the Lord would say, hey, I'm just asking you just to be gentle and kind to them. You don't have to win the war. I'll do that. Just show the best parts of me. What a freedom that is. You can just put their initials if you'd rather. You can just do a stick figure and you know who it is and God knows whose it is. And you can lay it here at the foot of the cross. A prayer for them, Lord do your work and I'll do what you actually called me to do instead of what I've been doing. Some of you are like, I just, I just put that person up there last week. I know, you know, I do that too. Like I'll give things to God and then pretty soon I find that the ring is right back in my pocket. Like a day or two later, it's okay. You just lay them down again. You give it up to the Lord again. Sometimes I have to do this three or four times a day. It's all right. Put it down again. Remember those apostles who ran away from Jesus on the night he was betrayed when he needed them the most? He brought them back. Remember how you and I ran away from God once upon a time? He brought us back. It's going to be the same for them. 
Imagine your son or daughter, or if you had a son or daughter, imagine you have a son or daughter, and they have been sucked into a satanic cult. They are following this guy who has them dressing degradingly. He has them mutilating their own body. He has them convinced that light is darkness and darkness is light. Love is hate and hate is love. And no matter what you say, they are devoted to this guy. And you have tried and tried. And they will not come out of the compound. And then through some twist, I get to go in and talk to your sons and daughters. They're going to let me talk to your sons and daughters for a few minutes. Would you like me to go in there and say, look, here's what the word of God says, and you're all in violation of it. Get straight or burn. Are we done here? I don't have time for your feelings. Is that what you want me to do? Or do you hope that I have a certain amount of wise craftiness in how the words I choose in these few minutes that I get? Do you hope that I display a certain amount of love and a certain amount of gentleness that is compelling and helps them see the difference between light and dark? They will come out. What do you need me to do in these few minutes for your son or daughter? Maybe the only few minutes we're going to get for a long time. Well, God has some sons and daughters that are trapped and he's sending you. And he needs you to handle this a certain way. And if you'll take up the way of Jesus, you'll have a front row seat for many miracles in many people's lives for years to come. Let us pray. Father, I pray this morning for all of us who are ready to lay down the arms that you didn't issue to us. Take up the mission that you did. Lord, we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit because we are not equal to this mission that you've put us on. And yet it is freeing. There's more hope in it than what we were doing before. Lord, use Lakeland community to reach your lost children and to change the part of the world that you are using us to change. And we are ready, Lord. Teach us how to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, sometimes you, you study a scripture like this, and I, I did when I studied this. You thought, oh, I've kind of discovered something new. I was kind of feeling that way. And then this week, this song started creeping into my head. A song I heard a long time ago. I was like, what is this song? I looked it up. Twyla Paris. 1993. I did own this album. I did listen to this song. I just never understood the meaning of it. Till Thursday. <laughs> See the insolent man standing on the street. Hear the thundering sound of rebellious feet, demanding rights, defending wrong. It can bring the righteous blood to boil. And we ask, oh, Lord, how long? Oh, Lord, how long? This is not the enemy. Flesh and blood have been deceived. When we move beyond the anger, we will see. We've got to rescue the prisoner. Rescue the prisoner, prisoner of war. That's what he came here for, to rescue the prisoner. Better late than never, I suppose.